Lock up your bikes and feel the heat. It's time for another episode of Like a Podcast. I'm Jordan, and with me as always is Argyle. Hello. And this week. Hi, what's up? How are you doing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. And Doom? And Doom, but mostly Animal Crossing, to be but honest. mostly Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, Isabel is in Animal Crossing, and she also is in Yakuza. Um, Isabel... The same sh- yeah, Isabel is in... She's now in my town officially. She does the announcements now. She's very cute. Thankfully, she doesn't do them in front of the bonfire like Tom Nook did. So it doesn't look like she's very burning alive point. every time I open up the game. Uh, it, it's the middle of the week. I bought... It's bunny day. I bought 2,700 uh, turnips on Sunday, and I still haven't sold them. I made a Reddit account earlier to maybe get in on one of the selling uh, threads that they do. where are doing some like, insider... Yeah, well, you're doing it inside your trading. I've missed two chances to sell my turnips at ridiculous prices in the past two days because of my bad sleeping habits, and it's really pissed me off so much so that I I made a Reddit account. That's you know your life has hit a hit the trash when you have to make a Reddit account for anything. That's okay. Insider trading in this situation, if it's just stocks, it's okay. Um, I was thinking, you know, we haven't seen Mister Rossetti yet. Maybe that's what he's there for, is he's there for when you do the insider trading, when you're getting the hot tips on on where those stocks are selling. Mm-hmm. He'll come and he'll take you to jail for it, <laughs> for white-collar crimes. Um, speaking of people with white collars doing crimes, um, we're playing... <laughs> we got chapter... How was that for a, a segue? We're playing chapter four of Yakuza 0, A Proof of Resolve. We've got some resolves, and we're going to prove that we have them. It's not a proof of resolve. It's just proof it's of resolve. The, it's a pr- it's a proof it's a proof of resolve. I I may have written down an extra A. That's okay. Um, but before we begin our chapter in earnest, we have a little cheeky flashback. And I don't know about you, but I feel like there are certain details of this flashback that we might as well save for another game. Yeah, possibly. I didn't realize how much because I played I first played this like years ago, and I didn't understand any of this shit. Yeah. So let's just let's just give let's go over the a very let's give a, a basic overview of what happened, and then we'll just save the rest of the details for another time. Yeah. So three years ago, Majima and his sworn brother, who uh, who is named Taiga Saijima, they were going to do a hit on the Uno Sewa clan, uh, but at the last minute, Majima was not able to do it, and he was actually. Uh, it was like a setup. It was a setup, and he ended up getting captured and tortured, and his eye poked out. And Saijima did the hit on his own and went to prison for it. Uh, and Majima ended up going into the hole, which is torture prison for Yakuza. <laughs> Yakuza, Yakuza torture pit prison. They made him climb hell climb pillar yeah. all year. So that's that's the backstory, and that's why he's in his current predicament, like imprisoned. Yes, we get we well. That's yeah. So he's in the hole. He's chained up. He's uh, he's missing his eye. Yeah, that's um, new information for this game, so we can go over that. Yeah, this is that's brand new. We'll talk about that other stuff later. Um, we we meet um, for the first time. <laughs> five games Majima's, from now. Yeah, five games from now. It's fine. We meet Majima's crime dad, uh, Futoshi Shimano. He's not as cool as uh, Shintaro Kazuma. He's kind of an ass. Yeah, he's um, an asshole. He's like he's he's, he's but he's very bald. large and bald. Bald. Yeah, and he. Uh, he basically is like, why would you defy my orders, Majima? Yakuza's orders are absolute. And then he says that basically a, uh, a Yakuza who loses their way ends up in the, uh, the, in the hole. hole. Yeah. We also, this was the first time I think that we see Majima's uh, Hanya tattoo yeah. on his back. His uh, female demon lady thing. 
that thing is pretty neat. And uh, he's yeah, also he's also got like as part of it. I only just like because a lot of people draw this if they're drawing like Majima art. He does also have like snakes on it that wrap around his shoulders. And those are pretty yeah. Cool. He's he's got a pretty cool tattoo. Um, Shimano says that he's not going to kill Majima. <laughs> But um, he's going to basically torture him for an entire year, and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll have a fun time together. I'm going to visit you, you know, a couple times a week just to see how you're doing. And then uh, after about a year of torture prison, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go from there. We'll put you into the tortures of customer service. Waka waka. So Majima wakes up. It was all a bad dream. Except it wasn't. It was a real thing that happened to him. Um, and it's time to go back to work, so we gotta go back to the Grand. Mm-hmm. Um, we we hear from the floor manager that, that Nozomi and some other girl showed up to, uh, for work. Um, and Majima's like, wow, my, my talk with Yamagata last week went well, but uh, maybe I should have done more research to get a better deal. Oh yeah, I got that too. I wonder if that's like an actual thing. Like, if you talk to people on the street, like we skipped over, like maybe you can... <laughs> Get a better he outcome. Sends Twenty girls over, maybe. Not <laughs> it doesn't. It, really it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. What happens next? Uh, Majima's in the back room, and a waiter tells him that there is a call from the owner, and that oh fuck, this guy. It's Sagawa again. Um, Majima, not very happy about this, of course. Gets on the phone with Sagawa, and Sagawa's like, "Hey, bud. Hey, Tiger. Let's uh, let's go out and get some drinks, man." Let's have some brews. Let's crack open yeah. a cold one with your boy. And Majima says, I, Majima. I would rather drink steaming piss than drink a beer with you. Uh, and Sagawa says, ha ha, that's pretty funny, but uh, actually don't. Piss tastes really bad. Uh, I don't like the taste of piss. I speak from experience. I used to work in the entertainment industry. Sagawa and, uh, is a job, piss pig. He, <laughs> he doesn't like the Very taste, early. but he does like he the does, taste. <laughs> Man, Sagawa accused of Drinko's pee-pee, says he doesn't like the taste. So, um, we go to the park to meet Sagawa, or Sagawa, I think is how it's pronounced. Oh, he also says um, that the Grand won't burn down if you leave it to the minions. Yeah. And then he comes back later and the Banana! Grand's burned down. Um, do you want to talk about some sub-stories? Because this is when I did mine. Yeah, Let's this is also when I, I did mine. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you went first last week, so I'll go. Go for it. Uh, I did sub story number fifty, the Entertainer's Throne. Um, <laughs> I like this one a lot. This yeah, one's very good. This is a good one. So uh, you're walking down EYO Bridge and you notice a a statue that's dabbing. This isn't the statue. I don't recognize this dabbing statue. Yeah, he's he he's he's very surprised by this statue. He's never seen it before, but it looks very it's very so high quality. Yeah, so lifelike. <laughs> He's never seen a statue this high quality before, uh, so he pokes it, uh, and he hears kind as of, you do, yeah. And there's a little yelp uh, comes out <laughs> from somewhere. He doesn't know from where. Uh, so he's like, "Wow, that didn't even feel like plaster." Uh, I'm gonna poke it again. So he pokes it, uh, and the statue falls over because it was actually a man painted to look like a it statue. It was a dude the whole time, and uh, he's very ticklish. So. Uh, He's actually a street performer named Tokokichi. Um, he's on EYO Bridge because this is just a, like a really, really good spot for buskers. Uh, and his he just wants to inspire kids with his street performances. <laughs> he wants to teach kids the perfect and important art of standing still. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, you play guitar, you do juggling, you act like a statue and just stand still. That'll inspire kids and, like, put a smile on their face. inspire an entire generation. Yeah, he well, well, he just wants to put smiles on people's So what faces, happens next? Essentially. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I cut out for a minute. Um, oh, okay. So he just, uh, he wants to put smiles on people's faces, uh, and Majima's pretty, like, impressed by that. Like, oh, that's a that's a good motivation to have. So he he's like, well, uh, I'll check in on this guy later. So uh, you go out, you do some other things, maybe some karaoke, you, you do, like, you eat at a restaurant, whatever. Uh, you come back, and there's a small crowd gathered around. Everyone's just coming out in, in droves to see this awesome statue. Yeah, but as uh, Majima looks at the very lifelike statue man, uh, he can see something in his eyes. Tokokichi is, like, <laughs> sending a, like, a distress Something's call. Something's wrong. A, discre- a distress call to him. Uh, Yahoo so, answers, something has gone horribly <laughs> wrong. So he, he gets a little closer to speak with Tokokichi, you know, under their breath so that nobody else can hear. Uh, and the the kid that's watching is like, Mama, why is why is the man talking to the statue? Why is the eye patch man speaking to this inanimate object? And the mother's just like, Well, he's different, son. We shouldn't make fun of him. Um, and you, you talk to Tokokichi, and he's like, Uh, um, I need to go to the bathroom, dude. I really got a shit. I I. It's a potty emergency, but I don't want to move because it might traumatize this poor kid if he sees that I'm not actually he'll, he'll... a statue. I like the the sort of at odds between um between the idea that he wants to inspire kids with his busking, but also uh, he, in his ideal scenario, the kid would just think he's a statue and yes. therefore not be inspired at all. He's inspired by this cool statue. He's inspired by the cool dabbing statue. I became a sculptor. As an adult, because of this statue that I saw on EYO Bridge when I was a kid, it was so yeah, lifelike. I wanted to the next Michelangelo. Yeah, I wanted to because he saw. I wanted to capture that majesty with my own hands. Uh, he had the eyes that said, "I need to shit right now." <laughs> so what happens next? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the statue of David, he does kind of look like he needs to shit. Like if you really look in his eyes. All the finest works of art of the of the uh, classic era do look like they have to shit. Uh, so he he asks Majima to please distract the crowd so that I can sneak off and take a shit at the nearby pizza place, the the pizza knee, not pizza la, pizza knee. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't, if I don't go soon, I'm gonna traumatize more than just that little boy. Uh, <laughs> so Majima agrees to help. Uh, he, he goes behind the crowd, and you get a choice of what to do. You can intimidate them with insults, you can wail like a banshee, or you can shout, Look, a UFO! Uh, I went for the UFO option, and that is the correct one. You can do all of them. There's not really any downside to picking the wrong one, you just have to try again. Mm. So you, you yell, and you, there's a UFO, uh, but Tokokichi is only able to make it a few steps before everybody looks back down, because there's not actually a UFO. Uh, and they, oh, there isn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How disappointing. Yeah, and they notice the, the statue seems to have moved, but they're, they're not too perturbed by this. So Majima needs to continue distracting them. Uh, you can ask a riddle, you can do a dance, or you can sing a song. I did try doing the dance. That doesn't work. Because... Uh, the dance is, is awesome. 
Majima is such a dad where he's like, hey, check it out. It dance for the ages. And he's doing this little like, I can't really describe it, but it's the most like dad or mom dance you've ever seen. It's so good. I remember it from when I played it the first time. He does like a Michael Jackson move and then he just does. His oh, yeah. Dad. Then he does the yeah, dad dance. Did. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but the, the real answer is to sing a song and he does actually sing. He sings 24 hour pr- Cinderella. Acapella. Just there, like, there's no yeah, music. It's so. Cr- it's honestly a little creepy. Which means that the, you know it does exist out there somewhere. The acapella versions yeah. of these songs, and it's probably horrifying. But like, I still want to hear it. They just took the it. vocal stems. They just took the the vocal track and then just put it in. I know, but I want to hear all of the songs like that. Please. Uh, but they're not entertained by that for long because acapella is not very uh thrilling. Uh, and when they turn back around, Tokokichi has also has moved again, and he's also facing the wrong way. Uh, so it, it's now that a rowdy critic, as his text box calls him, uh, who doesn't appreciate Majima singing, walks up, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, we don't appreciate you crooning over here. Uh, we're gonna beat the shit out of you." Uh, so you you fight him. And I believe, I believe in my heart that Majima has no problem with this fight. Oh, absolutely not. He's, he's, a, he's a chump. You beat him up. Uh, the crowd goes wild. They, they love the show that you put on, uh, snapping this man's neck and killing him. Uh, <laughs> Beating his head in with a baseball bat. <laughs> for long enough that, uh, Tokakichi is able to make it to the pizza place and, uh, shit out his doo-doo ass. Uh, everybody turns around, the statue's gone, and they're like, well... That's unfortunate. We like looking at this statue, but at least we got a good show out of it. Oh, well, let's go home. And everybody goes leaves. Uh, and then you, you meet up with Tokokichi after he's uh, done shitting and farting. Uh, and he's like, hey, thanks, dude. That was a really good performance you put on there. Uh, you should you should think about being like a, a street artist. And Majimi's just like, no, I'm not. That wasn't. That guy literally just ran up to me and wanted to beat me up. That happens all the time. I... I, that was not. I would never. That was not I staged. Never, I I actually gave that man brain damage. Uh, <laughs> that man is dead. Oh, oh God. Yeah, and uh, Tokokichi's like, "All right, thanks, man. Uh, here's a stamina royale for your troubles." And he runs off. Ooh. Majima says, "I would never do a, uh, elaborate performances in the middle of a crowded city street. Never. I would never hide under a traffic cone for hours." So, um. <clears throat> I did. Uh, I don't remember the number. Sorry. Mine was called a taxing issue. So Majima comes across some, uh, give me one second. Majima comes across some irate businessmen who are yelling at a politician about a sales tax. They're pissed off. Um, and they're ready to fucking beat his ass. Apparently they're about to charge a, uh, a, uh, 3% sales tax. Majima comes up to them and says like, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you why are you bothering this guy?" And then the one guy, the the one of the businessmen is like, "This guy's the 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 pencil pushing dickwad that came up with a three percent sales tax. They're gonna add on an extra three percent to every purchase." And then Majima, unable to help himself, says, "What? That is some bullshit." <laughs> and then he uh, is he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! Fighting people is not the answer. Let's uh, let's try to." Let's try to come up with a better way to, to uh, solve our problems. And then one furious citizen says that it's direct action to beat his ass. Um, and Majima says, if you want to blow off some steam, uh, you know, that's praxis, but I'm just going to have to beat you up myself. So he fights them. Um, one of the guys says, prepare for the revolution, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. 
Um, and then you beat the shit out of them. So, you know, I guess Majima is anti-revolution. Mm. So the politician, his name is Tayo uh, Matsusato. He wants to thank Majima for his uh, first service. <laughs> thank you for your service, Majima. Please allow me to buy you a drink. And uh, they take you. Basically, he wants to hear from an outsider his opinions on taxation and monetary policy in Japan. So they go to this restaurant, and he basically asks Majima if he knows why a government levies taxes. And he says, basically, you know, oh, it provides public services. Yeah, you got to build bridges and shit. Um, and then to fund says, our imperial wow. adventures abroad. <laughs> so Majima says that um, that basically. Ah, hold on. Hmm. So Taiwo asks Majima what um, aspect of everyday life he thinks the government should tax, and Majima says, uh, regrettably, well, you can pick a couple things, but I picked that uh, you should tax tobacco because not everyone needs it, and they already tax it. Um, and he says that uh, since fair. the government, since the government monopoly on tobacco ended, um, they they do already have a small tax, but I think it would be fine if they taxed it a little more. Majima says. Um, you know, it's 200 yen for a pack now, and I think if people, if it costs 300 uh, for a pack, people would still bitch and moan, but they'd still buy them because they have to buy their smokes. Um, but he says if they cost 400 or 500 pack of yen, he'd quit cold turkey. Um, so don't ca- ch- charge that much. Tayo then asks um, what other cost of everyday living he thinks he should uh, tax and i said gasoline and majima's explanation is that if you have a car in japan you're already living it up so it's not like you're uh hard up for cash if you're paying for gas basically is what i said um then (laughs) they asked you to type all of that into the they ask you to type all of that into the game and uh and then it tells you how correct you are um (laughs) tayo is like in awe of majima's expert monetary taxation policy and he basically says, um, like, oh, what about the sales tax? I, I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are mad about it. And Majima says, you're not seeing the bigger pi- picture, man. Um, people are pissed off now because you just sprang it on them. But you got to think about the long game. People will start bitching about it, uh, something else, the second they uh, they find something else to be mad about. So you could be making more money um, to spend on public services. So why not hike it up to, hey, why not even hike it up to 8%? And the guy's like... Holy shit! You're not of this world. You're you're some kind of by Craig. You're some kind of genius. <laughs> what the hell? This isn't. You're amazing. Here, take this piece of large. Take this little lumber. Goodbye. <laughs> um. So that's and then as he leaves, Majima's like, "Wait a minute. Did I just? If they do an eight percent sales tax, is that my fault? <laughs> nah, couldn't be me. And then it ends. Oops. So Majima. Oops." Oops, hope you don't like uh, sales tax because uh, Majima just put on a big old 8% regressive tax on everything. Damn. Yeah. Why so couldn't you we'll, have proposed we'll, like a wealth tax or something, Majima? What the fuck Yeah, is I know, Majima. A sales tax more in, uh, more seriously impacts people of lower incomes, Majima. Dumbass! Dumbass. He should have just been like, oh, we'll tax the rich. Corporate tax. No. Sadly, Majima, he is a businessman. He is a business owner. Um, and he doesn't give a shit about the little guys out there. Um, so we're going to go to the park now and meet our good, our good buddy, Piss Boy Sagawa. Estate tax. Come on. Come on, Majima. It's so simple. Once Majima gets a little older, we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to get him on our side. Try to really come radicalize him. Um, so let's meet with Piss Boy now. 
So you you meet up at a little food stall in Ashitaba Park. Uh, let me find my place in my notes. Yeah, so you meet him at this little food stall, and Saga was like, "Wow, I've tried all these expensive foods. The, the the, you know, wagyu beef that costs like, you know, a ten g a gram. Yeah, you know, I've tried fugu from the the depths of the ocean, or I, I didn't write down what he said. It doesn't matter. That's right. But but the be- the best food I can have is still this eighty yen daikon from this little food stall. Um, Sometimes it's not about the finer things in life, Majima. You gotta learn to appreciate the little things, but also you need to make me 500 million yen, or I will kill you. <laughs> or I will murder you. Uh, he pours Majima some sake, but Majima refuses to toast with him and just kinda takes a, a, a sip on his own. Yeah. It doesn't taste very good. Cause Saga was, you know, his his aura is <laughs> emanating into it. It's turning into a sickly shade of pale yellow. Oh no! Uh, it's steaming. Yeah, he, uh, you know what? The sake is steaming in the cold air. Yeah, so it that's is a thing to think yeah, about. It's hot sake. It's 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 steaming a little bit. Um, Sagawa kind of you know reveals that it, it's been two years since Majima was put under his care, and he doesn't he doesn't really know why Majima was allowed to live. Shimano is not usually the type of guy to go for that kind of thing. Like he'd usually just like torture you. Let you go, or you know, usually kill you, because he's just kind of a big gorilla man who who doesn't go for subtleties. Um, yeah, he loves to kill people all the time. Uh, he does say that it could be he just can't get enough of fucking that ass of yours. Mm, like a funny gay. Thanks, yeah. Sega. Um, and he also wants to know why Majima wants to get back into the Tojo so badly. Uh, and he speculates that it's probably because of his brother. His his Kyodai, 18 Count Saijima, the guy who did the hit that we talked about earlier. Yeah. So yeah, Sa- says, Saij- Saijima's a- in prison now, and he's basically just awaiting his death sentence. Yeah, Majima says that he knows that that Taiga Saijima is not just gonna let let him let himself die, and uh, one day Saijima's gonna come back and try to kill Majima, um, and Sagawa's like, "Oh, I see what you're doing. It's pretty you're, uh, it, like it, it's." It's pretty sad, because, like... It is sad. Uh, I mean, uh, we didn't go over it, but Majima, he, he was going to go on the hit. He just wasn't yeah, able to was, for other he reasons. Was, he was... It was not even other reasons. It was that they, like, stopped him from doing but it. But he's still like, yeah, I betrayed my brother. Like, I... I yeah. I kind of deserve... I kind of have it coming to me if he decides to off me, too. Yeah. Sagawa thinks that um, Majima wants to basically get back into the Tocho clan... So that when um, Saijima gets out of prison, for whatever reason, he'll have his own seat ready for him, um, whether or not he kills Majima. So then Sagawa's like, alright, let's cut to the chase. Um, Shimano's already always done right by me, but um, but basically I would never throw away a life for Shimano's... Oh, this is what he's saying. He's saying like, wow, you do that for your Kyodai? Um, you know, I'm, Shimano's always done right by me. But I would never uh, throw away my life for that for that asshole. Um, so let me let's ask you a question. Could you ever kill a person? You ever think you could kill a man? I uh, find it really amusing that they are having this conversation in front of the the uh, Odin like. Yeah, I could have I could have swore that at some point Sagawa said like, "Oh, don't worry, he he's he's in on the deal." But like, he never did. <laughs> I, I no. My brain filled that in because it thought, like, oh, okay, yeah, like, 
Th- this guy's uh, uh, he's part of the vendor, racket. It's food vendor customer confidentiality. Yes, of course. This is a fact. If you go up to a food service worker and say anything like uh, "I'm I'm going to do a, a assassination later," they'll actually there's nothing they can they can legally not you know say anything about it because it's part of the customer guest uh, privilege. Yeah. Um. So he says that that um, you know, uh, I need you to kill someone. And Majima says, what about the 500 million yen? And Sagawa says, oh, you, you think that, you know, that little deal you made with Nozomi? I could just end that one deal in, in a phone call. Um, I'm the one in charge here, so don't ever forget that, bucko. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. I need you to kill a person. Their name is a... M- Makoto Makimura. Yeah. Uh, he runs a prostitution ring. He's some asshole. He, like, takes college girls into his prostitution ring and then steals all their profit. And this sucks. He's like... And if they ever try to, if they ever try to leave, he beats them so hard they can never have children. It's grim and horrible, and he's total scum. So about as easy as a person to for Majima to murder as anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he 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 tells you that uh, Makimura makes the girls use telephone clubs to scope out their Johns. So probably a good place to start is investigating there because they don't even know where Makimura is, or at least he's not going to tell Majima. Yeah, just. Just as a just as a brief, uh, in case you don't know what that is, a telephone club is a thing in Japan where they would uh, go to a room, you'd get a, a phone and a list of phone numbers, and then you'd call, and then basically you'd call a, a girl to have like you know to to buy, uh, to you know just to call a sex worker basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what that is. And, and also, what, what, uh, what, if yeah. he doesn't get this done within the next two days, he's gonna be the one like with a target on his back. Yeah, so it's not really a choice. Yeah. For Majima. So um then Sagawa says, Before you go, I have I have one I have some 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 words for you. Something this is comes from chicken soup for the Yakuza. <laughs> um he says basically, um it with murder, it doesn't matter who you kill or how many you kill. One person, eighteen people, some scumbag or some innocent person. Once you've killed someone, you've killed someone. And when you end a life, that's the last hope of any normalcy that you have, because you can never escape the memory. Um so you basically are you know you've 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 branded yourself a criminal forever and majima says there's no future for yakuza who can't pull the trigger Sagawa um, says like hey if you can make it without killing anyone that's great go for it bud uh but also yes, if you don't like, kill this man you're fucking dead you're you're I'll kill you yeah I, you will be getting some concrete shoes in a couple days if you don't do this shit yeah so good luck bye that's yep bye see ya enjoy the piss um so it's the next day you basically have to just go home sleep through the night and now it's time to end makoto makimura we gotta find him first yeah so, so we go to a telephone, go to the club. telephone club yeah he uh Majima just spends who even knows how long just calling random phone numbers no they tell us you know, exactly get... how long how long 90 minutes he spends 90 minutes calling random random phone numbers he gets one that's like a housewife he, he's looking for college girls so he calls us one girl um after a long time she says uh her name is akko and she, uh, she's she says, going oh. to a witch school. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's, she says, I went to Little Witch Academia for the first time in forever, but they were closed up. Um, no, she, she was going to college. She's a college age girl, and uh, she is calling into the telephone club. And when she's bored, she calls guys and tries to get free lunch out of them. So that's praxis. <laughs> um, I like Akko. Then asks, 
Yeah, we like Akko here. She asks uh, Majima if he has any tattoos. She's like, oh, I've, I've been kind of interested in tattoos lately. I'm studying to be an artist, but uh, no one shows their tattoos out in public. Um, so I was just wondering if I could get a look at your at your ink. And uh, he says that it's of uh, Hanya, the demon lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he says, oh, uh, do you know anyone named Makoto Makimura? I'm a, I'm, she's about to hang up, right? And then he says, no, wait, wait, I'm a freelance journalist. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing an article about Makimura, and I just want to meet up and talk. Yeah. So she says, uh, "She says, okay, we'll meet up in Iwao Bridge. I'll be uh, dabbing. I'll be standing in place. Yeah, I'll be next to the statue. Just uh, yeah, I'll meet you. Meet you next to the statue, and then you never find her because the statue's gone. Oops. All right, what happens next? He's on the turret. Let's... Yeah. Please, by uh, all means, tell me what happens when we leave the telephone club. I beg oh, of you. Uh, also, Majima tells her that he's he's going to be wearing sunglasses, so he's going to be wearing. He's going to be wearing some sick shades. Uh, Maj- outside, Majima runs into uh, the quote unquote walking erection as this text diaper calls man. Him. It's from uh, the guy from the thrusting diaper man from Odyssey. Yeah, he's from Odyssey. He's the guy from Odyssey, and he remembers Majima as well. And he actually knows that Majima is the manager of the Cabaret Grand. Uh, yeah, he's called Mr. Libido. That's his that's name. His, that's his legal name. That's, that's his, his legal yeah. Christian name. First name Mr. Last name Libido, and he is he's, horny he is all the time, twenty four seven. He's got a jacket, like you know, dozens of times a day, just to like yeah. have any sense he, of normalcy. He explains to Majima that he he spends because because he says like. Oh, I saw you at Odyssey, and now you're at the Telephone Club. Yeah, you must be quite a lust machine. He's like, oh, that's not, that's not, you know, I do that, you know, all day long. I, I never stop doing that. And then Majima says, how much jizz you got in there? <laughs> he's just he's, an endless font. He's, you know, you, you can see him leaking right now. Oh, Jesus, that's <laughs> what the diaper's for. <laughs> so then he basically says, like, <laughs> he's just like, hey, man. You come see me if you ever want to get some choice recommendations for vids. Yeah, if you, you want to watch some nice softcore yeah. videos. The the softest, of course. And he, he basically just says, come find me if you're ever fucking horn dog. Um, and that's just sort of it for Mr. Yeah, this is I don't an actually int- know if I... There, th- yeah. This is an introduction to uh, the telephone cards you can get or whatever. Yeah, you, one of the most can... profoundly strange collectibles in this any yeah video game. You, you can pick up cards on the ground or like if you do certain sub stories you'll unlock softcore porn videos that you can watch at a thing they're like just to just to be clear they're like girls in swimsuits with like bubbles and stuff that's basically what you're getting it's it is a video game there is an achievement for doing one of them and it's literally called i only did it for the achievement Oh yeah, it's a, I I uh, I do have that achievement. Yeah, I'll 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 hold up my hand and say that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I am also holding up my hand. We're all holding up. We're dabbing on this on the bridge. So we, we're we're on the bridge. We uh, meet with Akko. Um, she says like we have to like get her attention, and he, he Majima basically says like, oh check it out, I'm celebrity status. I look at. I'm I'm not, you know I'm I'm not some criminal. I'm, well, a, I'm a celebrity. Well, she lo- she looks really nervous. So Majima's like yeah. he's trying to throw he's her trying off. To get her he's guard like, down. oh yeah. no, you you must have noticed that I'm actually a celebrity in disguise. Oh no, please don't you tell get, anyone. Like, you get like jump cut 
sort of fashion shots of Majima's face when he says this. Yeah. It's so good. Um, he says, like, I'll autograph whatever you want. So she she says, oh, a goofball like you can't be, you know, the, the guy, guy I'm looking for. Quote, unquote. The guy. Um, she says, oh. I uh, want to be the guy. What, <laughs> I want to be a cowboy, baby. Oh, no. So he says, he offers her a dinner or lunch, I guess, and she says that she, uh. You know, she wants to eat sushi, and these days, you're a bum if you don't have 50 grand on hand for a date with a girl. So, it's sushi time. It's fine, because I've got, like, 500 million on Yeah, <laughs> I'm on New Game Plus, I have all the money, <clears throat> um, and I haven't run into Mr. Shakedown yet, so it's fine. So, we go to the sushi bar, um, Majima buys a bunch of expensive food. And he hears her story. She basically says that she comes here with guys on dates, and the best part yeah, is... Yeah, she comes here, like, every day. Basically, her whole life is just going to the telephone club, and then calling guys up, and then meeting them for, for lunch, and getting free food and free stuff. So that, that, that's good. Um, yeah, she doesn't, Majima's, she doesn't like, have sex with him or anything. She just, no, like, gets the food and then she just goes ditches. on dates. Yeah. Um, Majima says that he heard, like, Makimura snags their, their takes from their dates and stuff, and she says, that's absolutely not true. I don't know where you heard that. Um, and she says that uh, there's two things... Two things uh, that you need to know. Number one, all the girls in this organization, all we ever do is meet guys with meals. We never have sex with them. I'm not selling sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two is that um, Makimura has never asked us uh, for any cash ever. Um, and then uh, what you heard was just rumors about about Mokoto. It sounds um, like a pretty chill gig. Yeah, it sounds like a sounds like maybe not the scumbag that we uh, we heard about earlier. Yeah, uh, she also says that if anything happens to her, Majima's gonna get the shit beaten out of him. Uh, oh yeah. But before so, before Majima can get her to explain what that means, the food arrives. Yeah. So we we eat, we pay, we uh, then uh, then Akko says that she wants to uh, go to the game center, um, which Majima thinks is full of like nerds like him who play video games. <laughs> And uh, she says, no, no, check it out. There's these cool UFO catchers owned by Sega, just a little cheeky product placement. And they have cute stuffed animals in them. And then Majima's like, he, he is dad in this game. He's just dad. He's like, well, uh, if, why, if you oh, like him daddy. so much, why don't you just go to him? Okay. <laughs> he's like, if you like him so much, you can just go to the store and buy the damn thing. And then she says, no, it's exclusive. That's why, you, that's why they, you know, they get so much business. Um, won't you win me? A, a little won't you win me a gon gon from this little machine a super monkey ball i don't think yakuza zero has the super monkey ball no they don't have the because super, super monkey, monkey ball. ball didn't exist in 1988 <laughs> what is this wonderful creature unstuck from time they no, should so they should win her. they should capture it within a with a within a transparent ball and make ball. it go through an obstacle course for my amusement that's a, that's a great idea um and fun fact, the guy who uh, created Yakuza also created Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. So you have to win Akko a prize. Um, I wrote down, and I, I, I should have I should have not admitted this. I wrote down before I started this, God, I wish I was a good as, as good at these in real life as I am in video games. And then I proceeded to spend like 10 minutes not able to pick <laughs> up the fucking squirrel that I was trying to get. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was like, Akko's paying for it, thankfully. I mean, it's only 100 yen for three tries, but she's still It's not the money, it's the time. Yeah. It's the pride. Yeah, I was like... I got the cowboy squirrel after seven tries, so I only had to pay three times. 
Yeah, it, it took me it took me a while. And you know the sad part was the one that I'd been working on the whole time. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll give up. And the one the next one I got, I got on my first try. <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, just moved on. All right, let's forget about it. Cancel the podcast. I don't need anyone to hear about my shame. <laughs> so um, we want to talk more about Makimura to Akko. But she says that she wants to talk somewhere where she can relax, like the VIP room at the disco, which she's just called and reserved. Yeah. Uh, oops. Yeah, that's When great. did she get the time so, to call ahead? Who knows? It doesn't well, matter. Well, you know, in the 25 hours that I was trying to get that fucking squirrel. Yeah. She dipped outside and made a quick call. So, uh, you, you, you're going, you're headed to Ma- Maharaja, and of course you have to cross UIO Bridge on your way there. Uh, and on, on the bridge, there are two, uh, guys arguing, and a, a big crowd gathered around them, and they're blocking the way. Yeah, just a couple of street punks ready to throw, throw hands. Or are they? Or are they? Komeki walks up, and he tells Majima... <laughs> oh, hello, it's you again. Yeah. And he tells Majima that he doesn't think that these guys are actually gonna fight, he thinks that they're practitioners of this new uh, breaking dance that the kids are the breaking all dance. about. Yeah, the breaking dance. Uh, and that yeah. they're going to settle things with a dance battle. Oh, interesting. He tells Majima to watch closely. And then, you know, the 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 kid in the red jumpsuit, he says, Betch can't do this on concrete. And then Majima <laughs> says, holy shit! And uh, Majima has, has learned, he's had a revelation about a new way to fight with, with dancing. He can fight with his dance! Yeah! Yeah, it's But good. we don't get a um, tutorial for it quite yet. Not quite. Yeah, we have to wait. So Kameki is like, ah, you're, uh, you've learned a new combat art. And then Majima says, look, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm, with a, I'm with a lady right now. I'm trying to do something. And she, he says, ah, oh, you are a formidable man in many areas. Good news, <laughs> Majima. I found a, a venue for our training at the park where the kids are. <laughs> Come find me if you ever want extra training. Goodbye. You're formidable so in the sack. Yes. <laughs> You're a you're a mad dog in the streets and a mad dog in the sheets. <gasps> so Akko says, uh, "Oh, you know who is that strange tutorial man? Let's go to the uh, VIP room and I'll tell you more about Makimura." Um, you pay a, an ungodly amount of money for the VIP room. Thirty thousand completely... yen. It's not that much. Yeah. So well, Majima even points out the fact that the whole point of the VIP room is to bring a big party in. Um, and there's only them there, so there wasn't really any point to well, that. Well, Akko's like, well, I don't really have any friends. Yeah, she says that she, like, you know, she no one wants to hang out with a girl who ran away from home. Oh, that's kind of sad. Um, so she says that, um, you know, most of the most of the girls she knows, she knows they aren't her friends. Um, but, you know, she knows some girls, and they'll work with Makimura Makoto, um, who is just basically looking out for girls with no place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, she says as soon as anything goes south, they page him, and then he comes running, and uh, he he basically cleans it up. He's he's fucking strong. He's gigantic. He's got muscles like a bear. He's a bear on baroids. He's a bear on baroids. Um, very difficult to kill. Could probably survive a bomb. You know, the the most guys don't even want to fight him when they see him. They just he, run yeah, away. could probably get shot like two, maybe three times, maybe two, three times, fine. and then get it, walk it off. Yeah, probably, and then still be like pretty formidable in a boss fight afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, Akko says like, oh, let's go dance, let's go, come on, we're we're it's party time. So Akko goes on the dance floor, and then you know you get the basically uh, the guy who has a big sign on him that says, "I'm a tutorial fight." <laughs> Yeah, he, he's he's one of the guys who Akko went on a date with before, uh, 
and he got beat up by Makoto, but the Akko reveals that he fucking tried to drug her, so, like, obviously he had yeah, it coming. get fucked. Yeah, get fucked. Uh, and it's just then Ma- that uh, Majima cuts in, and he's like, hey, bud, uh, I don't even know this girl, but uh, you're in my way, so I'm gonna beat you up. So they head outside, and this is a good opportunity for Majima to try his new moves. His breaker style! Yes, so let's talk about Breaker Style for a little bit. Breaker Style, Breaker style is, is weird. really good. It's so good, but it's so weird. Yeah, it's kind of a hard one to, like, get the hang of. Uh, so, like, uh, Breaker Style, he is dancing, obviously. He's doing a lot of dance moves, and its whole deal is that once you do a finishing move, you can transition into a freeze pose, which lets you just, like, you're, you're in place and you just spin around a lot of the time, or, like, you, you just do... A lot of hits very, very quickly Yeah, uh, that can rack up a lot of damage very quickly. We're talking like, you know, when all the different breakdancing moves where he like spins around, those are all yeah. like kicks that are doing continual damage. It's great for like groups of enemies mm-hmm. and um, it's not a good solo style. And I feel like this one, more than any of the others, is very situational. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time you're going to use Thug or, um, or Slugger. Slugger. And yeah. then when you're like, surrounded by dudes or, or it's a big mob fight that's when breaker comes out so the more you mash when well, you do your like you know your rush combo then the more you mash x depending on how you or on triangle sorry the more you mash triangle depending on how many times you pressed uh you know your rush combo determines the amount or the type of dance move he does mm-hmm. and you just keep mashing it and he'll keep attacking 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 and then at the end of that he'll do the freeze pose and that opens you up for an even stronger final finisher yeah um beyond that it's not very evasive. It's not very defensive. It's more for just dealing out, you know, little bits of damage on everyone around you. It can also um, cause constantly. a lot of collateral damage if there's a lot of, like, props lying around. He can kick yeah, them. Yeah, things will go nuts. Yeah, like, y- like, you can just knock somebody out very easily with, like, you know, by just kicking shit at them. Do they have that in this game? Because I know that's a thing in the Dragon Engine when they put the finish That's all. That's kicks- been a thing since, like three at least that you can kick shit at people but it I've, oh, hell yeah. i never do it on purpose because it's just like if you use like the default triangle kick you can like you can even kick like mopeds and shit at people or like big oil drums oh and yeah shit. i guess you're right yeah but like you've always been able to do that but it's never like in some games they don't even tell you about it and in uh, most games it's kind of useless and doesn't really do much even if you do do it so i never bother with it but yeah i mean breaker style uh, in particular, is very good at doing it, just kind of by accident. Like, I, I never do it on purpose, but I have knocked out people numerous times in just rooms full of furniture by kicking it at them. I like it when Majima, when you do Breaker, and he goes, Yahoo! That's good. I enjoy Breaker. Um, I don't use it as much as the other styles, though, because it's not a good, you know, all-rounder. Uh, it, um, it does take a, a kind of a while to set up. Like, its combos aren't special like you you have to get through the rush combo and then get to the freeze pose but it can take a while to get to that and you're very susceptible to getting knocked down during that yeah like like i said it doesn't have a particular does it yeah does it even have an evade i can't remember because i know that when What'd we get say? to the Cut other out. game um does rush co- or does a breaker even have a uh, evade move it does yeah it's kind of a weird one and it uh is also very long because he like does a dance move at the end of it yeah, it's it's a little useless, so it's just kind of, you know, it's not the most versatile. You can unlock, like, 
a weird evasive spin move that I never use that also uses up heat. But yeah. I, it doesn't so, really do much, and I don't even know if it has iframes. I think you still but get hit. for style points, breaker style, just 10 out of 10. Yeah. Just to, just awesome. All right, so I think that's I think that's all we need to say about Breaker for now. Okay, so yeah, after you, you save Akko from these goons, she's like, hey, you, you seem like a pretty cool guy, so I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, Makimura. Uh, he, he's a chiropractor, and he has a business in town. That's how he's, like, you know, always able to come rescue us at such short notice. And he also tells Majima that Makoto has only made, like, one request of the girls, and that's that they keep their eyes out for any guys with a tattoo of a bat. She yeah, doesn't. Why you, she doesn't know why, but uh, he wants to know about this guy with a bat tattoo. And if that's why she asked him when she was on the phone with him if he had any tattoos, because she's always keeping her eyes out for mm-hmm. tattoos. Yeah, so Majima's very excited. He wants to go meet the big man himself. Uh, at, he wants to go murder the big man. At uh, he thanks Akko and he decides to go to Hogushi Kaikan Massage. The the yeah. his his joint. Except before he can leave, the little the little dude in his red uh, red tracksuit, he saw Majima's moves. Yeah, um, his name is his name is Areshi, and um, his crew and is Areshi. Areshi crew. He tells Majima that he's he's gotta join up. When he saw Majima's moves, boom, son, I felt that. Why are Damn, you exploding? Dude. Yeah. So he's you know he's talking with all this hot this hot street lingo that my, uh, Dad Majima doesn't really understand. Um, he tells Majima that he needs to, they could take over the world together because a lot of entertainment bigwigs come to Sotenbori and he wants to get on TV, um, showing off his moves. So he tells Majima that if he ever wants to, uh, you know, bust a move, learn, learn a little something, um, he can meet him at the alley, alleyway befi- behind, uh, what's it called? Shichifoko? I don't know. Shofuku? Oh, Shofuku Show. That's what it's called. So that's it. That we, then we've met all three of Majima's training people. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Time to go kill a man. Time to go do a murder. Yeah. So, uh, so we go to Hogashi Kaikon, Hogushi Kaikon, and uh, Majima very quietly, deliberately climbs up the stairs. He brandishes his dagger that he brought. His sweet um, knife. His sweet knife. Do you think that's the, his his famous knife? It is. I it mean, is. what else would it be? It is. It, Fair enough. It's the demon fire dagger. It's the demon fire dagger. So he reaches the top of the stairs and, and uh, uh, no one's home. He he sort of creeps through this massage parlor um, and he goes into the back where the tables are. And uh, yep, no one's here. So he he goes to leave and he'll come back to do his murder. Uh, he later. notices a poster of uh, God Hands Makimura on the wall. This guy's, yeah, he loves he loves his classic Clover um, fighting games where yeah. you like, throw a baseball at a person's nuts. And he is indeed fucking ripped. He is a bear on bear. He's huge. He's a bear on steroids. So um, as he's leaving, a woman walks in, and uh, and she she doesn't notice Majima because you can see that she's she's blind. She has a, a cane, and she she wonders if there's a customer here because she can hear that someone's here. Uh, um, there's this Majima is like fucking three feet from her face, and he says, "Whoa, he's she's like she's blind, and she doesn't." Yeah, hear he's him. like got his mouth completely wide open as she like walks past him. Oh, like he fucking uh, talks right, right, like yeah. out loud, and she doesn't hear him. So I guess she's deaf too. So like, I think, I think realistically, he's thinking to himself out loud, and it's just a video game. But I guess, but you just... see his mouth move, and you can hear him very audibly. And she's not that far away, so even if he was like whispering, it would still be audible. <laughs> 
She was just thinking about other things. She was just like, so, so she sort of walks to the back. Um, he's just very, just very much pressed against the wall. So she doesn't run into him. And then he goes to leave, but the phone rings and she bumps into him and starts screaming. Cause she thinks that there's a thief, um, inside. Majima's like, no, 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 I'm no, not a thief. No, I'm, I'm not a, a thief. I'm, I'm just, just, I'm, I'm just, just I'm just a, a hitman. I'm not a thief. I'm just I'm a, a hitman. hitman. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm here to kill, kill uh, your boss. No, he says that he's a customer. Um, and she says like, well, where were you when I, I came in? And then he's like, well, I was there and you just, you just ran right into me so fast. I couldn't get out of the way. Um, so, so they, she, she's sort of gets to talking. She says, oh, we don't have any more bookings today. Um, but Majima says like, ah, oh, come on. I'm hurting so bad. A friend of mine says the guy apart. who runs this place. Yeah, I'm falling apart. My retail, my uh, surface job, it's killing me. The guy running this place, I heard he's a real wizard. God hands, Makimura. Um, and then, uh, the, uh, the woman just starts kind of crying a little bit because she was so scared that a mysterious man was inside of her work that she couldn't see. Um, and she says she's really sorry. Majima says he'll come back later. She says, like, if you're, if you're leaving now, then you must really be a thief if you said you were in pain so bad. And then you just go to leave. It says, Majima <laughs> says, like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, if you can, I really just stick around for an appointment. Um, to prove that I'm not a thief. So I really, she, I really like, like okay. this scene. It's really funny. Me too. It's a good scene. It's it's good. Like it's comedy, but it's also got a lot of tension in it because Majima yeah. was supposed to be there to be doing a murder. Um, so the woman's giving him a massage, and she she says like, "Oh, you feel so stiff. What do you do for a living?" Um, I I told her that I was a waiter in a cabaret. Yeah, what did I, you say? I said the same thing. Yeah, she says that. Uh, she says, <laughs> she says the other day someone came in from the Grand and said that the manager there is out of control. Yeah, it's like a war zone in the Grand because the mod, the the manager's just fucking crazy and he's just a fucking lunatic and he's just always, you know, he's always letting people pour drinks on him and and making the band play his theme music. <laughs> oh God, it's good. Uh, she she really likes her job. She gets to meet lots of interesting people. Uh. You ask her about her boss, and she's like, well, you know, he, he people tell me that he's got kind of a scary facade, but, like, other than when he... I can see it. Yeah, I mean, I can't see it, of course, but, like, he, he's really kind, uh, as far as I know, and aside from when he, like, yells, he's, you know, he's a really nice person. Uh, he says, he says, uh, she says he's so strong, and the clients who get the shiatsu from him make the funniest noises, but even <laughs> though he applies all this pressure, there's no soreness or bruising. He's got the and god he, hand. Go, yeah, he's got the god hand. <laughs> Do you think there's another masseuse across town that has the devil hand? <laughs> yes. Um, so he, he, like, makes house calls and all this stuff, and she says that his, like, one priority is to make his clients feel better. So 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 what we've learned about our, our target, he's very nice. He protects... The, the young, vulnerable uh, women and sex workers of, of Sotenbori. He makes house calls and does everything he can to heal his clients and make them feel better. Yeah, um, he's so a woman good. protector. Can't, he's like a good chiropractor a good and masseuse. Chiropractor. Damn. Uh, can't wait to have to kill this nice dude. Damn. Um, so she, Majima kind of falls asleep. Uh, she um, also kind of mentions that he like saved her and helped turn her life yeah. around. Oh yeah, she says that she wouldn't be where she was if it weren't for him, and she mm-hmm. owes him a lot. So you know, once again, can't wait to kill this guy. Um, so Majima falls asleep. He wakes up. We we get another shot of his uh, his knife that he's going to use. Um, yeah. And 
as he wakes up, she says, oh, I'll t- turn you over. I'll go and get a pillow. But then the door opens, and uh, the boss is here. Hey, I forgot my here. wallet. I forgot my wallet. <laughs> um, so Happens he comes to the best in. of us. Yeah, we all forget our wallet. I love this scene so much. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in, and he knows that the woman can't see anything because she's blind. Um, so he goes to talk to Majima, and he's just kind of having this this veiled conversation. As he, he opens like, he opens the curtain on the like massage table, and right yeah, and right sees, in front of him is is the fucking knife that Majima was, came here to kill he him sees, with. He sees an eye patched man covered in yakuza tattoos with a knife getting a massage in his establishment when they had no clients, and he says, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna do some heated acupuncture." Would you mind running down to the convenience store and getting me some cigarettes? You know, I use those to light my, uh, my acupuncture needles. So she leaves and Maki, uh, and Maki Mora's just ready to fucking tear some shit up. While, while they're having this conversation, like, Majima goes to reach for his knife and... Yeah. Makoto throws a fucking needle and almost takes his dick off. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And... He's just yeah they're they're having this completely he's having this completely casual conversation at Majuma while he's like pulling out his his acupuncture needles that he's going to use to destroy this man and as uh, the woman leaves he's like he yeah says, please uh, take I'm going to really take my time with this guy I got to find yeah, his pressure yeah. I got to find his pressure points I'm going to give him the full service special yeah so she leaves and he says uh, why don't you grab that knife of yours cyclops <laughs> Aren't you a little mad uh, that I called you? Oh, we didn't mention, but yeah, he is jacked to shit, and he's also covered in tattoos. Oh yeah, he's covered in head to toe. He's got a lot of tattoos, and he's he's a bear on steroids. So um, he calls. He's like, "Oh, are you Majima?" Says, "Are you Makoto Makimura?" And then he's like, "Where'd you hear that name?" Um, and then he he basically talks about you know telephone enough girls, uh, and you'll you'll start hearing that name around. Um, so Makimura tells him that he's gonna have one chance to turn around and leave. Um, I'm comfortable fighting you in my own shop. It's fine. Get ready to die. Yeah, I'm not particularly scared of some guy who, like, came to kill me and ended up getting a massage instead. But that's, but Majima's, you know, in the best shape of his life now. He's all limbered up. He's got him fully warmed up. So it's time to get the God Hand special. Yeah. Um, it's a cool boss fight. He's throwing needles around, um... I finished him off really quickly. Yeah, that's the problem with New Game Plus, isn't it? Yeah, New Game Plus is fucking busted. So, like, this is a pretty good fight to use Breaker Style in. It is, because it's really close quarters. It's really close quarters. The room is full of furniture, so you're going to be hitting him with, like, massage beds and shit. If you don't, if you try it in, like, Thug Style the first time around, this fight is quite difficult. He Mm. does a lot of damage, and he can kind of hit you from a distance because of his his needles. Mm Mm-hmm. He's only so, got yeah. like one health bar though, so he's not. Yeah, like... he's not. He's not a particularly you know beefy boss, but like I said, it's it's like Oda. It's like I finished him get... in one like combo with Breakers. Yeah, same. That's 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 new game plus. Uh, though, he also you know? he does have a, a quick time event where he'll attempt to hit you with the God Hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. I don't. To, I, like... I don't know what happens if you fail it, but he rips your heart out. Oh no! Die. He. So you win the. He hits yeah. you with the Ball Buster. <laughs> you hear you hear you hear a ding and then he Majima's does a, he stunned. does a stone he does a stone cold stunner so uh so you beat you beat him up um he coughs up some blood um he says like i thought you were a two-bit hatchet man but i guess you're something more than that um so they, they get up to to fight some more and uh then a whole group of yakuza looking dudes walk into the to the massage parlor 
And they're like, hey, and, uh, you're uh, you're the proprietor of this place, right? You're Win Hai Lee. Uh, we're here looking for Makoto Makamura. And Majima's like, wait, aren't you Makoto? He's Makimura. And then the Yakuza starts laughing. And uh, they they all turn around. And the woman is back with the cigarettes. Um, and and it turns out that she's Makoto Makimura, which is quite strange. And Majima says, holy shit, balls. Holy what? <laughs> So the so the Yakuza dudes are about to try to kidnap her. Um, the the proprietor whose name is Wen Hai Lee tells her. Let's uh, call him Majima, Lee now. Yeah, we'll call him Lee. He says uh, he says to go save her from the thugs. Um, he gets and shot. One of the, by the way, he gets shot twice by the leader of the thugs. And then um, when the the guy tries to like shoot Majima, he throws a needle at him and like yeah, right impales his hand. his hand and gets shot again for his troubles. Yeah, so he's been shot three times. Um, and he slumps over, uh, lifeless on the ground. Um, Majima, uh, asks, he, he basically says, like, uh, to the Yakuza, oh, is that girl Makoto? And then the dude is like, who the fuck are you? Why are you trying to steal my mark? Get out of here. You're getting, you're getting yourself wrapped up into something you don't understand. So Majima um, so beats him up. Yeah, we, it's a, it's a quite a quick fight if you use Breaker. Yeah. Um, even, even if you, uh, even if you have... You know, your first time through. I will say this is our serious introduction to gun, gun in, in a fight. So, gun in Yakuza is bad news. Sometimes gun isn't so bad. Sometimes gun in this gun, game is really bad. Gun in this game is so fucking bad. Sometimes gun will do like one little tick of damage. Sometimes gun takes away like one third of your health bar and knocks you down, so you have to get up. And by the time you get up, gun is ready again. And God help you if you're fighting guy with two gun. Oh no! Sometimes, you know, damn, your your dad lets you have two gun. So, um, Majima beats up the dudes. He looks over. Lee's dead. He's gonna go. They've dragged Makoto out out of here, and uh, he has to go basically get her. Thankfully, uh, they're doing the like the sub story run where they're just kind of like yeah, like down the street. Uh, they're trying to shove her in a car. Um, she has no fucking clue what's going on. Um, Majima walks up to the group and there's just another little, little fight. Um, yeah. And then you get Makoto away from them and then you're on a sneaking mission. This is the worst part of this game. Yeah. This sucks. Um, it's like Assassin's Creed where you have to blend in with crowds to, to evade the guys. It's like Assassin's Creed, but it's like Assassin's Creed one where you can only blend in at like designated spots Mm -hmm. and they all, the Yakuza walk back and forth very slowly. And if you get spotted, um, they will get into a fight where they'll try to grab Makoto, and if they grab Makoto, it depletes her life bar very quickly, and if you lose, you have to start the entire thing over again. Yeah, it, it's pretty tough to, like, it's not like get spotted at some mission. point. It's like an escort mission, but also you move slow as hell, and it's got forced stealth elements. It's just, like, all of the things that no one likes in a game. Yeah. And then you have to do all of them. And you have to get her from one end of town to the other. So it's not very fun. There are a couple of mandatory fights, too. But I ended up getting into, like, more than five fights in a row just because, like, it, it just kind of... you No, just because it started piling on. Like, I tried to get yeah. through it by just sneaking, but it just didn't There's also a couple quick time events where Majima will put Makoto, um, like, somewhere and then say, I'll be right back. And then he sneaks up on a guy and does a, a stealth takedown where he snaps their neck with his, uh, with his essence of choking. If they yeah. don't kill them. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Um, They're just knocked out. So, so we get through that horrible part. 
Uh, when I played this my first time, I failed this twice, and I had to do it three times total, God which damn. is awful. It takes so long. So you, you pull her through the, like, you take her to the side of the canal, kind of where, um, you know, where you where you met, um, what was his name? Uh, the the, the dragon who? and tiger guy. Yeah, Fehu. Um, and then you meet the the leader of the Yakuza one more time, the guy with the gun. And the scar. He, he wants a, and he tells you um, one more time, like, you, you don't know what you're doing. You this girl's this worth is... a lot, but you just have no fucking clue. Yeah, you're going to put a huge target on your back if you uh, if you do the thing that you're, you're trying to do. Um, I threw him in the river. <laughs> yeah, I threw him in the river, too. <laughs> I, I threw him in the river because that was what I did the first time I played it, and I thought it's really funny because after you I, beat him, he'll talk to you not in the river. <laughs> I threw him in the river because earlier in the massage clinic, he's like, you and Lee are going to be sleeping in the Sotenbori River tonight, so I wanted to yeah. kind of give him a taste of his own medicine. Good stuff. But yeah, so so you beat him, and that's when he tells you, like... You, you throw him in the river and then fish him back out, and you interrogate him. You fish him back out. I mean, this is right next to where you can do the fishing minigame, so... Yeah. He says you don't know. This what is your introduction into. to the fishing mini game. Um, he passes out, and then uh, he, what's next? Oh yeah, here you take it. Uh, Majima like you know drags Makoto down Sotenbori Street. It's kind of just deserted. It's kind of spooky, yeah. like seeing it like this. Uh, he's also been going all night because it's like day daybreak now. So. Yeah, uh, and they they run into a back alley, uh. And he, he, you know, he just kind of assures her that, like, everything's going to be okay, that Lee is still alive, like, he, he made it out all right, uh, and she just... He has no reason to believe that, by the way. Yeah. For, for all intents and purposes, Lee is dead. He's yeah. been shot so many times. Yeah, uh, Makoto, uh, just kind of collapses and clings to his leg and is weeping. She doesn't know what's going on. She's scared. Uh, and Majima pulls out his knife. Yeah, <laughs> Majima tells her it's all gonna be okay, and she's gonna see Lee again very soon. Um, and then she's like, "Why is this happening?" And then as she says that, yeah, he pulls out his knife, and uh, the last shot—I like the last shot of this chapter. You see him looking at his own reflection yeah. in the blade, and you say, "What's he gonna do?" And then that's the end of the chapter. <sighs> that's a really good chapter. <laughs> that's really good. I like it. I like the introduction of Makoto. Obviously, mm-hmm. Makoto is kind of an important character in this game. Yeah. Um. Lee is pretty cool. Uh, sad to see him go so quickly. Yeah, like but, a candle know, in the sometimes, wind. Sometimes, like a candle in the wind, like a bear on baroids. Um, it's good that we got Breaker style. We got all of Majima's styles now. Um, and I think it's cool that we finally had, you know, we had So Timbori really opened up, got some good sub stories. Just an all around great chapter. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Can't wait to play more. Um, next week, we're going to be going back to Kamurocho for chapter five of Kiryu. Yeah. And before we do that, I want to take a little break, and then I have what I think is quite an excellent Essence of Age education ready. Yeah! And we're back. Um, I have a really uh, an essence of education I'm quite excited to share with you today. Um, it is not really about anything covered directly in the chapter, 
But um, as you may know, as we've maybe talked about before, the city of Sotembori is based on a real place, uh, Dotembori, which is in Osaka. And uh, we talk about Iwao Bridge um, in the city quite a few times. That's where the dabbing statue was. That's where we met Akko. Um, that's where the dance battle broke out. And that bridge is the site of um, the is actually based on a bridge called the Ebisu Bridge or Ebisubashi. Um, and it's the oh, like the pawn shop. Like the poncha. No, that's a bisu. Yeah, I think a bisu means like good fortune or something like that. Or maybe it's like the god of fortune. Something like that. I might check. If, if I'm wrong about that, you won't be hearing this because I'll have edited it out. <laughs> um, so that bridge uh, in real life is the center of a, of a hilarious and uh, quite infamous urban legend concerning a fast food mascot, an Oklahoma state senator, and a terrible, terrible curse. Oh, my. Are you ready to um, hear about the colonel's curse? I'm ready. <laughs> So in Japan, uh, Japan, you know, one of the most popular sports in Japan and in uh, several countries in Asia is actually baseball. Baseball was uh, introduced to Japan in the uh, oh, post-war. That's a baseball. Um, and, oh, that's a baseball. They love baseball. Um, they have the uh, Nihon Pro Baseball is or Nippon Pro Baseball, which is their basically their version of the major leagues. Yeah, um, you've got 12... like a, a Japanese baseball. Cap. I do. I I I'm quite a fan of Japanese baseball. I highly recommend people check it out. Or if you're ever fortunate enough to be in Japan, um, definitely go to a baseball game because it's one of the most fun things. And the crowds, I'm telling you, Japanese baseball fans. You know how in America, you know, people love baseball, but we also kind of hate baseball. Like like we do? American. Well, I mean, you know, people like football a lot in America, and people kind of think baseball is very boring. You know. I think they're both boring. I think they're also both quite I boring, think, but I also I like I think baseball. I call them sports ball. I call them sports ball. Anyway, people in Japan uh, have a lot of fun with baseball. They're rabid fans. Um, do they, they sell hot games. dogs at baseball games over there? They do sell hot dogs. They sell hot dogs and beer and all that stuff. Wow. Um, they sell NY hot dogs. They sell NY hot dogs. Um, they'll go, they'll show up, they, uh, they bring drums and horns, and they'll sing their, like, team songs all the way through the game. So baseball's quite a big deal in Japan, um, and especially in Osaka. They have four of their uh, major league teams in Osaka. God damn. And the one that we're going to be talking about is the Hunchin Tigers. So with 35 years under of, uh, of Nihon Pro Baseball um, League existence under their belt, they had finished second... In the Japanese series, that's like their version of the World Series, a mm-hmm. whopping 12 times without scoring a single first place finish. So they were always, you know, Damn. they were a good team, but they were never the best team. That changed in 1985 when the Hunching Tigers, along with the help of their uh, their, MV- their MVP, Randy, Randy Bass, um, he was an American player. There's a lot of American and international players who, before they go to the major leagues, they'll, uh, they'll cut their teeth in Japan because it's a little, it's like, you know, just a couple notches below the major league baseball like talent. Mm. Um, in fact, just as a side note, um, I'm a, I'm a Seattle Mariners fan and one of our all time greatest players, Ichiro Suzuki, he used to play for Oryx in Japan. Oh, so Randy Bass, um, their MVP helped them beat back the Cebu lions. And they finally, finally, finally won the J- uh, Japan series in 1985. Um, so the Osaka fans went absolutely hog wild. The Tigers fans were about as big of baseball fans. As one of the could ever one of the possibly. Lions' uh, top top players was killed in a. It was killed in a horrible accident. No, in a in a hit uh, along with uh, seventeen other people at a ramen restaurant yeah. in Kamurocho. Yeah. <laughs> the the Hunching Tigers, they went to a ramen shop to celebrate. No, check this out. Um, so the fans went bug fucking wild 
because they were finally their team had finally won. They all went to a BC Bridge, and they did a, a quite a strange winning tradition of the Tigers, which was um, the, the team would chant the names of all the players on the team, mm-hmm. and one by one, the fan as the names were called out, a fan who looked uh, most like the player that they were naming <laughs> would jump jump into the river and take a celebratory dunk below. Okay? All right. So there's sounds, a problem. Sounds kind of fun. It's it's quite a it's quite an interesting tradition. Unfortunately, this is Japan, and their MVP, who was born in Lawton, Oklahoma, Randy Bass, is not uh-huh. an easy person to come by a lookalike. Yeah, not you know. So you, you, it's hard to find a person who looks like Randy Bass in Japan. <laughs> so the Tigers fans had to get creative. They went to a nearby KFC and grabbed a plastic statue of Colonel Harlan Sanders that was standing outside. <laughs> They put a tiger's jersey on him and chucked him into the river. And after that, that was that was it. After 1985, they had a unbelievably long losing streak. So it started in 1986. The Tigers were 60, 60 and 60, which is pretty disappointing. They were the last the you know they were the league champions, and it only got worse from there. And it didn't take long for fans to start talking about the specter of Colonel Sanders haunting the Tigers for disturbing his statue. And over the next year, the Tigers posted more wins than losses only once. So just an awful, awful, awful streak for the Tigers. They still have Randy Bass on their team? No, Randy Bass, I think, had had long uh, since departed. I mean, this is 18 years later that we're talking. Oh, okay. Uh, So maybe he played a little while, but he was not on the team for for that terribly much longer. Mm -hmm. In 2003, they finally had a chance to break the curse. Um, They had a great season. They had made it to the to the Japan League, the uh, their rivals, the Yomiuri Giants. They're kind of like they're the Tokyo team. I always compare them to the Yankees of Japan because they're the team that um, they used to be good, but now everyone kind of hates them and hates their fans. So okay. um, they they had finally made it. to Oh, they, well, they traded one of their best players. That's why you know their their biggest rivals kind of doing as bad as uh, doing worse than they normally do. So they had a good chance of winning the league. Local KFCs in anticipation locked up their uh, their <laughs> Colonel Sanders statues um, when the Hunching Tigers won the Central Division title. So now they're you know they're up for the up for the for the big win. They don't even have um, Randy but, Bass anymore. <laughs> no, I know, but they. I, I guess it was just like well, just in case. Um, but unfortunately, things were not meant to be. The Tigers were inches away from victory, but they were dealt a finger licking defeat. By uh, the by the Chiva, I think they're called the Chiva Lot Marines or the Lottie Marines. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Now the curse lived on until 2009, when divers extracted the colonel from his watery grave. The t- past 24 years had been pretty rough on him. Um, the water had stripped the paint from his body. You can look up pictures of him. He's all gray and mottled. He um, lost his glasses. He <gasps> lost one of his hands, but he's still smiling. He's, you know, nothing's going to break that winning smile of the colonels, and he's still got his bolo tie on. Um, they put the uh, the statue in Koshien Stadium, which is where the Tigers – or sorry, they put it in the nearest KFC to Koshien Stadium <laughs> where the Tigers play, um, which I think is tempting fate. Um the MVP Randy Bass, who is now a Democratic state senator in Oklahoma at the time, he had this to say. He said, uh, now that they've found the colonel, the curse is over, and it's time to put your money on the Tigers. Uh, sadly, things aren't that simple. And even after they pulled the, t- the colonel out of the river, the Tigers have yet to win the league. 
Um, is it bad management or bad luck, or is it the ghost of Colonel Sanders haunting the tigers for all Dump eternity? him in a different all... river. Dump him in... <laughs> they have to put him in a different river. Put him in, all like, I can say... some river in, a, in Tokyo or something. Like, come on. All I can say is that it is 2020, and the Tigers fans are still patiently waiting for their first Jap- Japan League win since 1985, waiting for the Colonel's curse to finally be broken. Damn. <laughs> so never, ever, ever take a pic... Uh, if they had dunked Ronald McDonald in the river, do you think it would be a different curse, or do you think that it would have been fine? I don't. I don't think. I think personally, this is my opinion. Because the colonel is a real man, his ghost is pissed. Wait, you mean Ronald McDonald isn't a real man? I, 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 hmm, I think I got some bad news for you. What? So what do you what do you think? Um, you like it? It's one of my. I think the curse would have been much worse if they had dumped Ronald McDonald into the river. It would have made it would have made it happen. Yeah, like people would have died. People would have died. Um. So that so it's I guess it's good that they dunked uh, Colonel Sanders in the river, but but it could have been worse. So that's my favorite baseball story. Um. And that bridge is quite a famous bridge. Um. In real life, and it's also a bridge you can visit in the game. It's a fictionalized version, and that's why I felt I had an excuse to uh to share that wonderful story with you and our listeners. Thirteen so, uh, curves and pitches. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's not as fun if you're not a baseball fan like I am. No, I liked um, it. That was really good. So uh, let's let's do some questions. We have one question. If you have a question, you can send it to our Twitter. I put a post out every week for, for questions. You can just leave it in the comments uh, of the post. Here's our question for the week. It's from friend of the show, Mike Dawson. It's from Dan. And it says, are all of Majima's karaoke bits as good as 24-hour Cinderella? Did we talk about 24-hour Cinderella yet? We haven't actually talked about it. Oh, we should have talked about it. Uh, just in case you're you're not playing these games, Majima's karaoke is is uh, twenty four hour Cinderella. It's like a poppy, goofy love song kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ro- he rolls around on roller skates in a hilarious outfit with a fellow team of roller skating men. It's perfect. Yeah, it's our it's our outro music. So you've heard the song. Yeah, it it, it bangs. It whips. I love it. And also, yes, all of his other karaoke songs are just as good. So what is he? So he has um, "Get to the Top," which is our mm-hmm. intro music. Yes, that one's from Dead Souls, the the zombie game that most people don't like. Yeah, he has. Um, he can do um, in the samurai spinoff in Ishin. There's one. Yeah, there's a. Um, I think it's called Samurai March or something. Yeah, it's something like that. That one's really good. That one's hysterical. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Does he have any others? He has one in Kiwami too. Oh, what is it? Oh, yeah, he does. That's right. That one's a little, a little spoilery. Actually, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's like a love song, but like yeah. a kind of a, a, not like a poppier one, like the, the this one, like yeah. Twenty Four Hour Cinderella. It's more of a like a ballad. Uh, yeah, that that ballad. one's really good. Uh, let's see. So, besides, see the thing about Majima is besides. Um, you know, you play him in this game, and then he he sings the along in, in Denzels, one and then you have one uh, Kiryu song in Kiwami Two as well. Kiwami Two, yeah. But uh, uh, I'm not going to spoil that. But that that's a really good song as well. But I mean, that's mostly a Kiryu song. So yeah. So yeah, there, I mean, Majima always his uh, voice actor always just hits it out of the park for his uh, his karaoke. But they actually he's not since he's not a playable character that often. You uh you don't get to see him shine as much as some of the other characters like Kiryu. Mm-hmm. So that's our uh, question for the week. Uh, shall we take it to the close? 
Yeah. So I'll let you do it. Let's go. You can do it. Okay. Uh, you've been listening to Like a Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find uh, us at Like a Podcast. Uh, mm. You can find us at twitter.com slash podcastgagotoku. That's podcast G-A-G-O-T-O-K-U. Um, every time I spell that out, I have to make sure I'm spelling it right. <laughs> um, you can find me at twitter.com slash bradpisrex. You can find Argyle on Twitter at twitter.com slash argyle underscore funk. And you can find our podcast at likeapodcast.libsyn.com. Uh, tell your friends. Leave us an iTunes review, I guess. We're not on iTunes, so don't do that. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's taken me too long because every time I, I remember to do it, I forget. Steve Jobs um, is a bitch. It- yeah, don't tell him that I said that. Um, they should have thrown Steve Jobs into the river. Steve um, Jobs, retire. <laughs> um, is there anything else you have to add? Yeah, I do another podcast called Run the Duels. We just released our fourth episode this morning. I do that with my friends uh, Courtney, Mike, and Matt. Uh, and uh, we we talk about the anime Duel Masters. It's, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait to listen to episode four. I do jerking it with my brother Sam. We just put out a new episode, and we're going to be start doing some uh, some fan fiction episodes because um, we finished the show we were watching. So you can listen to that at jerking it. Um, you can find us on Twitter as well. Um, so thank you very much for listening, and as always, Kiwami means extreme. Bye. <laughs> ガラスの靴を探そう二人でステッパンゴーいつまでも深夜12時を過ぎたって僕らのラブマジックは